Hello and welcome to The Andyplex, the podcast where we talk about films we love with creatives. I'm your host, Andy Majorano, and this is episode 37, The Clueless Cast. Joining me today to talk about the 1995 coming-of-age comedy directed by Amy Heckerling and starring Alicia Silverstone, Clueless, is Los Angeles talent manager Desiree Middlebrook. Discovering and managing acting talent is her forte, and this film helped cultivate this love and skill. We got to be buddies over the pandemic and uh, potted up when, uh, you know, when you could only hang out with a few folks legally without <laughs> cheating on people and getting in trouble. But anyway, 2020 was a wild year. And here we are, Desiree Middlebrook, talent manager, cinephile, pop culture aficionado. Welcome, Des. Wow, thank you. Hi. <laughs> that was quite the intro. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So, uh, yeah, we got to be buddies through Chase Offerly and Farah, and Chase is one of your... Uh, My clients. One of your clients, yeah. yeah. And really good friend. He's amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. big fan. Yeah. He's been on the show. Farah's been on the show. Um, he actually has an exciting um, project coming up right now that yes. he's prepping. Yes. Uh, very, very, very cool. I'm, I'm all questions, but... <laughs> I'll grill him later. <laughs> but yeah, so, man, I'm just such a fan of yours, and I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time, and uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm yeah, excited. so, um, you decided to pick a movie that I know you love and you know by heart. Yes. Yes. Clueless. Yeah. 1995, directed by Amy Heckling, starring Alicia Silverstone. Anyway, just rewatched it yesterday to get ready for today. We watched it for the the 25th, which would have been uh, in 2020, right? Right, yeah. Basically, after like, a little bit after I met you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did it over here at the Plex, and I hadn't watched it since then until yesterday. And man, I am just... Every time I watch it, I catch more and more and more. It's, it's just so good. I mean, I've obviously seen it. I don't even know how many times at this point. Yeah. But uh, I watch it once a year maybe twice a year yeah so it's just like i don't know it never gets old it really doesn't like i keep waiting to not laugh at things anymore that i'm like i know it literally all by heart and i know you do i remember when we watched it in 2020 <laughs> i mean i have never seen a display of somebody knowing like i do that sometimes too and i have to catch myself and be like oh my god stop you know especially if it's like this person hasn't seen the movie did before right. stop quoting it before the line right but Man, you just knew it perfectly, and it was like not just parts, you know. It was like word for fucking word. It was unbelievable, and uh, that and uh, Scream, yeah, uh, Wes Craven's Scream, which I know you're also. Um, we were kind of between those two for today, yes. yeah. And I'm probably gonna also, have you back for that. I, I would love to come back for that. I was yeah. also. It was funny when we were talking about like which movie should I do. Uh, it was those two, and then I was also really kind of hovering around. Can't hardly wait. Oh, can't hardly wait. Yeah, which is kind of a maybe a descendant of of Clueless in a way. Mm -hmm. It was only a few years later. Of course, yeah. that that year, those years felt like a lot longer for us. Yes, we're, we're around the same age ish, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's jump right into Clueless. Yeah. I mean, um, wow. You, you know what I I didn't realize. I think I keep remembering and forgetting is that Amy Heckerling did Fast Times. Yes. <laughs> And the the spiritual connection between these two movies is so is so striking. Yeah, and um, I'm a big fan of Fast Times as well. More kind of male heavy 
This right, one yes. definitely going more female yes. heavy. Um, and I wouldn't say it's the same movie at all, but they kind of operate in the same frequency, I guess. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I can see that. I haven't watched Fast Times in a really long time, but yeah. I can I can see how they're, I want to see like tonally kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think they're both, it's funny, I both, both instances, I kind of didn't get it the first time I saw each movie. And I thought, man, this doesn't really have much of a story or a plot. And I was kind of like, this is very just kind of day in the life. Right. But then I realized that they're both masterfully done day in the life. Yeah. Well, more than a day, but, you know, slice of life. Yes. And getting into that. Well, then also Clueless being Emma. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being based off of that. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I liked the 90s because it felt like they were constantly taking... Uh, uh, classic stories and modernizing them in such fun ways, you know, with like, uh, what was it? Ten things I hate about you. Was like oh the yeah, taming, of the, taming of the shrew. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that one's great. That again. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Even she's the man, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twelfth yeah. night. It was just like, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean let's Shakespeare. Start doing that. Yeah. Shakespeare was just it's eternal. Mm-hmm. We could just bring it into the the present day. But yeah, no, actually, I didn't. Even, I didn't even think about the Emma connection. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's like blowing my mind. Yeah, totally. So, walk us through why this this one hits you so hard. You know, what is it Gosh. about this? Is was it the time I it think, came out? Did I you see it immediately? It was, no, because I was so I was ten when Clueless came out, okay. and ninety five. Yeah, yeah, my parents. Uh, I wanted to see it, but my parents were like, eh, "I think this might be like." Hmm. A little above, you know, kind of what you should be seeing. Um, and so I didn't see it until maybe like a year or so later. I think it was like a sleepover. Like a VHS yeah, rental. Yeah, it was like a blockbuster. I've at this point seen like a thousand times, but... Right. Uh, yeah, it's hard to kind of unremember. Yeah. To go back before it affected you so deeply yeah. and you saw it so many times. Exactly, because and... I'm like... I'm trying to even remember when I even started watching it daily, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it just feels like it just happened. It's always been part of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know. This movie is um, 29 now. It's going to mm-hmm. be celebrating its 30th next year, which is which wild. Which is wild because I'm only 29. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know. How, the math doesn't make sense, yeah. but, you know, time travel and all that. Exactly. No, I mean, I'm not going to lie. So, you know, I'm a dude, and I remember when it came out, I thought, man, you know, I was starting to get really into movies at that point, but I was, it wasn't on my radar at all, you know, Um, whereas movies like Scream was, and, you know, but later I watched it and realized how much of a masterpiece it really is, Mm -hmm. and how good it is, and how funny it is, and I just watched this really cool 10-year, it was kind of a 10-year retrospective with the cast and, and crew. Oh, nice. Um, which would have been 2005, so that's already 19 years ago. Yeah. But they talked, <laughs> and Heckerling talked about how it was like a pilot, um, and she was like, oh, what, you know, people want to do another teen thing. She's like, another teen thing? Oh, man. Well, if I'm going to do it, I want it to make fun of them. But then she said she got into it, and then there was the double layer of it's making fun, but then also these characters have so much layer and depth to them mm-hmm. it's called clueless and the comedy kind of emanates from them being not aware of how ridiculous it is right and obviously they don't have the perspective as the characters in that world but how 
deep these characters were. And it really comes across. Mm-hmm. And even Paul Rudd said when he was when he was reading for it, he's like, "Oh yeah, another dumb comedy. Oh man, why am I only getting these? You know." Right. And then he's like, "But then there was that funny line, and then there was another funny line, and he's like, this is really, really smart. This is mm-hmm. this isn't just your. It's like showing the kind of shallowness, but then showing the depth of the characters it's, and the duality of what yes, they're in. Yes. And that really comes across. It it absolutely does. It it really does. I. That that's what makes this such a classic, you know, and and yeah. something that transcends, uh, being just a girl film, you know, or a teen film, mm-hmm. uh, because one of the things is that I remember even like you know as a kid was when my dad finally watched it, you know, okay. and my dad was like, "Wait, this is this is actually, <laughs> actually kind of good," you yeah, know, yeah, and it was like the only one of my little like teen movies that he kind of fucked with, you know, and, right, right, and so that was the thing. Was all like, right, oh, Des, this... all right, you're... yeah, I'll sign off on this. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, okay, I'm, uh, it's okay. You're watching this every day. Yeah, forever. <laughs> forever. Okay, I support this. Yeah, exactly. It's just you know, uh, that just shows just the quality, right. of, of film that this is you know yeah it's it's it, it is it really oh man it really has so much heart and soul mm-hmm. and it is yeah, funny Cher, but yeah because Cher is a is very much a three-dimensional character she's not you know she's not just this bimbo you right. know she's she's a very fleshed out character and you relate to her even though you shouldn't really like how am I going to relate to this yeah extremely rich privileged 15 year old white girl you know it's just like but you do and that's also partially alicia silverstone's uh magic as well just making her so lovable when really she could have been a very easily dislikable character you know right right yeah and i think the the original hook for heckling was that we're gonna go in we're gonna we're gonna like i said make fun of it in a Mm -hmm. way and show this you know, okay, these guys that, are, that think they're in this ivory tower or whatever, mm-hmm. but then actually breathe life into it. And then by the end, she said the journey that they all went on together, they just felt so fleshed out and layered. And and yeah, you want to like these people, even mm-hmm. though, right, like, honestly, and yesterday watching it again, I just, I love them so much. Yeah. I, I was misting up even in a couple yeah. parts. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to watch in the afternoon, take some notes. <laughs> Um, and I just found myself getting so struck by it and the gang. And, um, so from a casting perspective, uh, Marsha Ross, who was the casting agent and she was featured in this video I watched yesterday. And she said that as a casting agent, this was one of her favorite jobs because she got to really play in the sandbox Mm -hmm. because you're not dealing with people that are stars and you really get to get under the hood, and you don't have to worry about like, oh man, it's got to have these people have to have star power. These people have star power. We have Heckerling, we have this kind of up and coming cast of mm-hmm. of fresh faces. But she said it was just such a dream to work with these guys, and they were they were kids. They literally were kids. I think Silverstone was seventeen, playing fifteen. Yeah, she was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there was just this love and this passion and this unjadedness that that emanated from it. And uh, and I know you're you're so into casting, and I I wanted to tie this together and, and yeah. to connect these dots because knowing you over the years, I've heard you talk about people, and you talk about shows that I don't even know about, like uh, <laughs> you're some reality shows that I don't follow at all. Right. <laughs> but you're always just like talking about people and and studying people and following mm-hmm. people, and I think did that play a hand? Did this movie play a hand in in you know wanting to discover fresh talent? Absolutely. Um, for you. But I, you know, I, I worked in casting, um, 
for several years and that was actually my main goal uh yeah for a long time was that i wanted to be a casting director and it was it was movies like clueless that made me want to go into that field which is like weird to think about like like a kid being like i want to be a casting director but that was you know that was it i wanted to be like marcia and mary vernew you Mm. know um just casting like these movies that I loved and and they were at this point star packed, but they weren't back then. They weren't in ninety five or ninety six or ninety eight. You know, right? Like looking like, back now, you're like Paul Rudd. Yeah, you know, like oh my god, like yeah, these superstars. And, but... and even before when I was like talking about, uh, you know, like can't hardly wait. It was just like that movie is like filled filled to the brim with people that ended up being very famous, but like had just like weird little like trickled in roles and right. in that film and that's I, I i kept thinking i was like oh how fun would it be to just you know kind of select all these people and i always felt like i had an eye for uh for talent and and kind of seeing things before i felt like a lot of people saw where the potential could go yeah um so yeah it definitely was one of those for for me for sure yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I connected that dot watching this video, and I was like, Des is, she's a, she's a casting manager, you know, she's a, she's a talent manager, she's always been very talent-oriented, and I, I don't know, it all clicked. Yeah. So to hear, yeah, I don't know, I was really proud of myself <laughs> that I was able to connect the dots yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, thank you. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's go through the cast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what a cast, and... Uh, it's so good. It's crazy. Yeah, even because I, I, you know, re-watched it um, on Thursday... Okay. And uh, and my roommate who <laughs> bless her heart, I love her so much. Like she just like it, she. I wish that I could see things from like a fresh pair of eyes. The way because it's like you know I for me yeah. Clueless is something that I'm just like everyone knows Clueless. Like you right. know what I mean. And it wasn't that she had not seen it before, but like I think she's seen it maybe once saw it like, back kinda, then maybe she's a lot younger yeah. than me but okay uh so there's also that but it's just like she was like what is this and i was like what is this what is this <laughs> this is this is everything i was like what do you mean what is this <laughs> and she was like oh i like don't even remember these scenes and i was like huh you know it's just like yeah uh no it is fun like, to like, experience God, it anew it must... through yeah fresh eyes. i was like oh i would love to see this movie for the first time again. I know. You I'm know? jealous like, of, of you it, having that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's you know, and she's like that with a lot of films. And I'm like, damn, it must be fucking nice to, like, <laughs> get this joy all over again of, like, experiencing, like, you know. Some, yeah. Some things. I, I do that all the time, Des, with people. I'm like, you haven't seen that? Oh, my God. Let's watch it here mm-hmm. on the projector. Yeah. And then you're just, like, staring at them. I'm staring time. at them. <laughs> I'm staring at them like vampirically, yeah. like feeding <laughs> yes. off their first time experience. I'm like, give it to me, oh yeah. Exactly. No, it's such a yeah. It's it's it is exactly that. Trying to channel that, and like you said, oh, it must be must be nice. Like, but it is so cool to get the chance to kind of pass the baton, you yeah. know, and and show people stuff that you know, like you said, woven into you. I mean, you watch this movie every day. It's, I mean, honestly, I, I can never get over you. Knowing every every line, <laughs> it's, it's sick. unbelievable. It's sick. It was, was unbelievable. Does there was one time, I tell people about it all the time? I'm like, <laughs> I've never seen like this in my fucking I life. Think, I know I scared a friend of mine once. Uh, <laughs> Too much. Yeah, because like, we were living together, 
And um, I was like really sick. Uh, and uh, she was so sweet. She like, I remember she like brought me soup and then like, uh, <laughs> and I'm just like all drugged up and like kind of passing out. And she was just like, do you want me to put on a movie for you? What do you want to see? And I was like, clueless yeah <laughs> and then so she's like okay sure yeah she puts it in i'm literally like not even watching it i'm like under covers like my face to like the wall right and the movie's playing i'm just saying it all and she was like oh my god what's happening <laughs> it's unbelievable it's like you're scaring me what's going on you're not even looking at it i was like yeah I you know it look before at it. i just need to just need to hear Do you it. have the script under the covers <laughs> right? desk with you? Like, exactly. how are you doing that? Exactly. But yeah, and it, it, it has such a natural cadence to it. And it feels so, it feels so raw. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's one-liners and stuff. Yeah. Obviously. But it just has this kind of, like, we talked about the slice of lifeness of it. And it just feels, like, real. It just it does. feels so real. It does. Even with some of the kind of like ridiculous dialogue too because they're you know it's it's playing into that kind of valley girl Mm -hmm. uh kind of jargon and you're (laughs) and you're just like that is such a stupid thing to say but they it's so effortless in the way that they say it it felt so natural you don't even kind of realize that it's like yeah yeah like they're just kind of throwing it out yeah it's the conversations and the slice of lifeness yeah because it's it's one of those things where it's like i i feel like they kind of had their their kind of like fetch moments where it was just like no one really says that but you would never even think that no one says that because they yeah they just they're just saying it, and you, it so and you well. believe it yeah you're yeah. just like oh yeah this is how oh yeah this people is how people talk this is how people talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no and I think when I was when I was younger and saw it I was like oh yeah this is about cool kids and I am the farthest thing from it <laughs> and I was just kind of like eh but then I realized that it has so much heart and it has so much spirit and it's it's a combo of making fun but then also showing the reality and then you know they they have, they have their problems too and. Mm-hmm. I think the movie does such a good job of giving you enough of the drama and the problems. And then all of a sudden it's, 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 it's over. And then you're like, yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't like one pivotal plot kind of, you know, conflict that they had to get over, I guess, but, or challenge, but there was just like peppering of these challenges and learning about these characters and their plight. I think that's always the, the thing for me watching this is that there is no, um, major conflict, right. you know, um, it truly is just like this truly coming of age, but, yes. um, uh, I, cause I always feel like there's a part of me that always feels like the ending is like somewhat jarring. Cause I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. just like over now. It's over now. I guess I gotta start it again <laughs> yeah, exactly. right now. Immediately. Exactly. Cause it, and, and it still almost shocks me even now where I'm like, Oh yeah, this is like the end of the movie. Because I just, like, feel like I'm just going to keep watching it for, like, another hour, you know? Yeah, I know. I know, because it's <laughs> <I> so, <laughs> slice, so slice of... I know. I know. It's 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 only about 95 minutes, right? Yeah, which is... I miss, a, I miss those days. Like, I, honestly, I do, too. Like, can we please It's better to be wanting more. I know. Can we bring back a tight 90? <laughs> when, when you're doing... Uh, 
a teen film or a rom-com or even just a straight-up comedy, there is no reason for that thing to be two and a half hours long. What happened to, like, 90-minute comedies? Or 90-minute movies? Yeah. Everything's three hours now. Everything is three hours, which I think is so funny considering that it's constantly being said that we have no attention span. I know. Why are you making everything three hours? TikTok generation. I know what I mean. I know, I know. Like, why is it? It just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's another conversation. Yeah. You know, Martin Scorsese making the three and a half hour uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and he said he was inspired by, um, you know, what was that movie uh, with, um, oh my God, Joaquin Phoenix, where he's like losing his mind for three hours. Uh, oh. Bo is Afraid. Yes. And he was like, oh, I love that it just ran that long. And Ugh. and then the director's <laughs> getting carte blanche to just go longer and longer and longer. And I'm like, eh, that's not necessarily the way to go. And I feel like there's, there's brevity as the source of wit, right? Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's another can of worms. There's plenty of long movies that I love. So yes. it's 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 case by case. It is, but absolutely. I think in general, it's like say more with less. Yeah. You know, it's the tip of the iceberg that you're seeing on film. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much I think that goes into it that you don't have to spell it all out. You don't have to talk down to the, you know, spoon feed the audience. And no, I, the audiences don't like that. No. I don't like that. No, I hate it. I hate I it. Absolutely yeah, hate it. for sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this this movie's perfectly length. Yes. Wanting more is good, I think, because you Absolutely. love the world and you want to be in it longer. Exactly. And that's what keeps you coming back. I think right. it's so rare for me to watch a movie over and over and over nowadays because they're so fucking long. Because they're four hours long. Yeah. I don't, I don't, got, like, I don't, I don't got time. My whole day is that's gone already. <laughs> yeah. I don't got, I don't got time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I might end up marathoning, you know, 15 episodes of a 45-minute yeah, show. Of course, yeah, of which course. Make, yeah, the math makes sense. You know? It's different, though, but you're like, oh, more, more, yeah. more. You know, you're you're being uh, fish-hooked along, you know, yeah, exactly. and you're sucked in. Uh, it's a different story. Yeah. I know. I've been there's so many movies. Like, I still haven't seen Killers. I, you know, I've been meaning Listen, to. The, the, you know what? I will say this about it. You, surprisingly enough, do not quite feel how long it is. Okay. Like I mean, it's Martin Scorsese. He's gonna move that shit along. You yeah, he's I mean? a he's a legend. The the pacing I love him. Yeah. the pacing was honestly very good. I was dreading the fuck out of it. I've been and, dreading it. Yeah, okay, you're you're helping me. Yeah, and I was just like, I was like, okay, all right. I will say that like three and a half hours long, and you couldn't center a little bit around the Native Americans. It's all about the white guys. Oh. But that is, I think, the ultimate major flaw of okay. that movie. And it's you know Martin Scorsese. Listen, he's gonna center some shit around a white man. Like that's just like you know, love him to death. What are you but like do? he he makes his movies about what he knows. Yeah, <laughs> he's a white guy. White dudes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think normally that works, but I think in this story, for me to feel like I didn't get the perspective from her or her family at all, yeah, is crazy in three and a half hours. Like I what? Know. You why? had plenty of time. Huh? Plenty of time. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So that's that's my major critique of it, but it really, you know, I watched it and I was like, yeah, that was like a, it's Martin, it's going to be a solid film. Yeah. But that is. The, okay, it moved along yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay, I got to see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see, you know, Apple poning up 200 million and not even have to worry about box office. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, trust in, trust in the process, trust in the people you're hiring. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, with Clueless, tight 90, it's, it's so tight. All right, well, let's go through the cast. So yeah. we got. Front and center. <clears throat> yes. Obviously, we got Alicia yes. Silverstone. Now, I guess I didn't realize, but watching this, obviously, this is what made her made her bones. Yes. But she was in some uh, Aerosmith videos. Yeah, she did. Okay. Did uh, you know that before you saw the movie? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so of course you did. 
uh, here's the thing, you know, I would, uh, you know, I'm gay. I was, uh, yeah. you know, I've known I was gay for, like forever. And so as a little gay kid, you know, I'm watching MTV all day long and watching movie music videos all day long. And I legitimately like the one with her and Liv Tyler, it was like a gay girl's dream. Oh okay? my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah. like just watching it just like not looking away, like hoping like, you know, my parents don't come in and see the way I'm looking at this music video. But like, <laughs> yeah. It... <laughs> so oh, yeah. Man, the composition of the shots is just so <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, The music know, is like, just this... going perfectly with I know, the this visual. music is really, uh, Steven Tyler's singing to me. Uh, <laughs> you know? I better watch it 50 more times <laughs> yeah, right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I went into it already crushing on her. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So you knew that going in. That, yeah. that totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she kills it. Um, mm-hmm. she carries the movie so perfectly. And, you know, I think we already touched on how, yes, there's that element of she's the queen bee, she's popular, she's rich, but she does such a good job of, of, of folding us into her world and her real problems. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the movie makes fun or makes light of the weight of her issues that she's having as they come. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. It, it tackles them like really beautifully, uh, because and yeah, you don't ever, you don't ever feel this thing of like oh whatever like your life is fucking perfect like get over it. You never yes. you never feel that. You really do uh, feel for her when uh, when she's kind of realizing that maybe she is a bit vapid and right and <laughs> that she's like oh am I not that smart oh am I like not good enough for. My stepbrother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, right. Um, yeah, when when Ty hits her with that, you're a virgin who can't drive. Like, we were all oh, shook. Oh, man, that was, <laughs> yeah, know? that was rough. Yeah, and you really are just like, oh, like, and just like yeah, the, yeah, the, the hurt in her eyes, too. Just like, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Yeah. Even though she was kind of probably jealous and protecting yeah. now her crush on, yeah, uh, absolutely. on the character. Absolutely, but it's just like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, they, they rectify later, and it feels yeah, so good when they do it. It does. It feels so good. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. I mean, Alicia just, just kills it. And, uh, yeah, she nails all those beats. And, like, when she's getting held at gunpoint, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, this is terrifying. <laughs> and then the fact that, like... And then she's crying about the, the dress. And the fact that no one gave a shit about that, but everyone was yes. talking about Ty being, like, kind of hung over the, over the, the, the balcony. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the second floor of the mall. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, oh man, when I had the gun which, on me. Which I actually, so watching it the other day, I just noticed that's the Fashion Square Mall oh, really? in Sherman Oaks. I was like, because oh. there was a moment like where that scene happens, it's like right in, I've like kind in of like mall. right around. I worked in that mall. So Did that's you? why, yeah. Well, because that's why I saw, I was like, that's the William Sonoma I worked at. Because like where he's kind of dangling her is like William Sonoma. Is, kind now, of is like that where right you got there. the job? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I mean, I have to live this. Yeah, I was movie. like, I have to work at that. Yeah, is that... yeah, yeah. Did you have somebody like hold you over the edge and yeah. you know, yeah. experience the thrills of the movie? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's such an LA experience. You grew up here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you were born. You were born in LA. I actually was not born here. My dad was in the army, so uh, he was stationed in Georgia. And then I was born in Georgia, and then we lived in Germany for, like, a few years after that. Really? Yeah. Germany? Yeah, and then so we came back here when I was, like, four. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. My father was drafted during Vietnam and got stationed in Germany. Saw no combat, had a blast. Yeah, yeah no, that's the... 
My parents just talk about like how it was like one of the best times of their lives was Germany. Deutschland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so you, but you, yeah, okay. But, so I'm, I... but yeah, I'm from here. Like my mom is um, <clears throat> technically uh, from here. She was raised in Riverside. Um, she's from Korea, but uh, was adopted out of here. Uh, and yeah, since she was six. Okay. So, um, so yeah, you know, she's from here basically. And, uh, and my dad came out here when he was like 18 from Detroit. So, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely LA. Yeah. So this, this was home base. It was always like, you know, they were living here, but just his, you know, his army life sent us other places for yeah. a little bit. And then he, he Some left that. He, he left that because he was, he hated it so much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So then we came back to LA. And then you, then you're here. Yeah. Man. So that's so cool. I mean, I, so I grew up in Delaware and there's so many times where I'm revisiting movies now as an LA person. I've been here 12 years now, but, um, yeah, like, oh my God, I drive by that all the time. And, you know, I grew up watching these movies, but I lived on the other coast. Right. So it's like, oh, this is such an L.A. story. Yeah, and, well, I uh, mean, the circus liquor thing is, like, I think was, like, the biggest, uh, you know, where she's held up at gunpoint. Yeah. Uh, that part was always, like, I was like, I know, I've, I've seen that. I was like, I've been there. And that's I've when, been held up at gunpoint. But yeah, I've been held up at gunpoint also at that circus liquor. <laughs> um, Just expect it. It's part I remember, of the... like, as a kid being like, that's not Sun Valley. Because, like, when she's on the phone with Josh, she's like, you know, right. <laughs> telling him to pick her up. He's like, where are you? Sun Valley? I was like, that's not Sun Valley. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Literally you know North well. Hollywood. That's, yeah. that's NoHo. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, after knowing it so well. Yeah. The rest of the world doesn't know. No, yeah, they don't know. Yeah, um, man, it is. Yeah, it's such an L.A. And it's it's actually, it, that that place uh, has been featured in a lot of different TV shows and films. And it's... I remember, like, finally, I was like, I've been outside of that place so much, but I'd never gone in. And okay. finally, I went in, and it is so, like, it's so Hollywooded there because they are very much uh, make it known things are filmed here. Yeah. So, and it's, you're We're walking, film friendly. Yeah. And it's so funny in there. It's it's really nice. It's, like, one of the nicest liquor stores you'll go to because it's, wow. yeah, because they're just very much like, yeah, come here because, yeah, yeah, things yeah. are shot here. You've seen, you've mm-hmm. seen us in films? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Um, and then second in command is uh, Dion, played by Stacy Dash. Oh, good old Stacy Dash. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I really wanted to take some time. Um, I'm, I'm a really great performance. Amazing. Listen, the woman is talented. She yeah. gets in her own way, um, but she's crazy talented. You know, yeah. and she really should have been a really big star. Uh, obviously. In the '90s, I mean, in the '90s, there was kind of like a, a nice run for for black film, uh, but there still just like wasn't as much. Mm-hmm. Um, she really should have been something. She shouldn't have just been stuck on the TV show after that for years. But you know, she's also a handful, so uh, okay. there's also that. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so I think that also probably got in her way. I think she probably would have done uh, a lot more, but she is a difficult person. Yeah, and, and my dad knew her personally. Oh, really? Yeah, get out yeah. here. Yeah, and so like before, like before she got clueless, like, mm. and she was a handful then, like okay. before she was even famous. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 
Handful or not, she did great in this movie. Yeah, she's fantastic she's, and gorgeous. And she's like, so gorgeous. Yeah. And um, I just, yeah, again, you know, like perfectly gorgeous. But like we said, weaving that, uh, threading the needle of like not hating them, you know, mm-hmm. like get over yourself. Like that was so there. And then she's got the one with the boyfriend um, played by Donald Faison, Donald Faison mm-hmm. who was also in the show. And I actually watched the show a lot. The show was actually good. Yeah, it was. Like It was, it was really good. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it like TGIF block or what? Where, God, what how did was... we see it? Because I remember watching it religiously. Yeah, it was on one of those channels. I yeah. forget what channel it's that funny, was on. Because like, now it's like, I just think about it also in history. syndication. But, um, yeah, right. But yeah, it, I But it was get, like destination programming for a while, yeah, I think. Like Friday yeah. nights, I think. I think so. It, yeah. But yeah, it was it was solid. Um, uh, Obviously recasting it? Alicia. Yeah, Rachel... Oh, gosh. Uh, Rachel... Blanchard, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. it. Rachel Blanchard, yeah. Rachel Blanchard, yeah. Yeah, she was great. You know. Yeah, she was she really, really great. She really um, big shoes to fill. Yeah, really big shoes to fill, and she did it well. Yeah, she did. Uh, which I mean, like, I I rarely see that accomplished. <laughs> you know, I yeah. rarely see somebody able to like uh, to really make that work when something's so iconic and and right. no one even wants to see. Uh, another person another version of it yeah you know um, it's like my own personal like Sarah Michelle Gellar taking over Christy Swanson you know in the in the TV Buffy oh yeah you're a big I, Buffy head huh? yeah so like you know that for me I remember like when when Buffy came on I was like I don't want to see someone else do this. I want to see Christy Swanson do this. this. Fraud. And then like literally like five minutes and I was like, I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah. Yeah. Got over that so quickly. Yeah. Got over that quick. Yeah. Yes. And me too. Um, oh, actually speaking of Sarah Michelle Gellar as well, my Roman empire is that Sarah Michelle Gellar was supposed to be Amber in oh. Clueless. The Elisa Donovan plays. Okay. And she was given that, she was offered that role, and she couldn't do it because of her All My Children contract. Okay. And, like, with soaps, it's really hard. They they really lock you in. They need you And it's really, really hard to do other things. It's why, like, you just see people that are, like, stuck on soaps and they, like, hate it. Because it's so hard for them to do other projects. But, yeah. And I'll I'll always be a little mad at them for that. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she would have been. That would have been fucking amazing. Oh my god! Oh man, it would it just widened the Venn diagram for Des as well. Yeah, exactly. Having all those things fall into place. Yeah. Well, and then we have uh, Brittany Murphy, yes. who plays Ty. Mm-hmm. Now it's so hard to see her and not get a little sad. Now it's just impossible. It's, it's so impossible. Tough. Let's not try. Yeah, you know? yeah. What and a loss. Yeah, you know, I Brittany was another person in this movie that. I had already been a fan of before the movie. What were their credits before? So she was on this Disney series called Almost Home that was a spinoff of the Torkelsons. Oh my God. I don't know if you remember that show. I vaguely remember the name of it, but I don't think I've seen it. (laughs) So I loved the Torkelsons, okay? Okay. I fucking loved that show. And it didn't last very long. uh, And then they did a spinoff. Um, the lead girl was not on it and it was just like the mom and like the, the son and like anyways they end up like for some reason 
moving in with this like rich family i forgot what the situation was i guess maybe the mom was like working for him or something and maybe yeah. it was, like, the nanny kind of situation um but uh britney murphy was one of the rich kids that they move in with okay uh, and so i remember thinking she was so funny and i loved her and so yeah she was like one of the few people i i knew in this movie before yeah, I mean, so watching that, uh, watching that ten-year retrospective, you know, from the casting perspective, yeah, there, it was just like I think they mentioned that show because it was like, oh, I seen them on this like for a second and it got mm-hmm. canceled, and yeah. people are just kind of trying to find that one. I mean, you know how it goes—you're trying yeah. to find that one thing that's going to take off, and and then it's all history from there. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how the timelines are woven of like people that get cast and things. And I'm, I'm kind of, I trip out on this, like quantum realities, you know, like what if there's another version with Clueless with, you know, yeah, uh, other, other characters with the Buffy and, you know, um, but I'm so glad that the people that were found were found yeah. and it happened the way it did and the, the dominoes, the chips fell where they did mm-hmm. because, um, and I guess like they read, they all kind of read for multiple parts. And they're like, what about these two together? And then, you know, just trying to... Yes. The casting kind of... Pro, the, rule, the casting roulette or whatever right, you want to call it. Right, But yeah, Brittany um, really brought so much heart to it. She did. And speaking of, you know, the fresh perspective, she's the outsider, right? Mm-hmm. So she comes into this world and then project, they want to adopt her right. and, and, and turn her into the, a cool person. Yeah, and then, then it goes... Of... And then it goes wrong. Yeah, it goes wrong. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about shifts. that a little bit. Yeah. Um... We were saying how, you know, yeah, it shifts and suddenly she's taking away her own spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, Alicia's spotlight. And becoming kind of a monster in the process. And becoming kind of a monster. <laughs> but doing it so well and doing it such a from a naive kind mm-hmm. of perspective where you can't hate. Again, don't hate yeah, her. Yeah, no. You don't hate you her. You couldn't hate her at all. It's like, you did this. You did this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Y- you know. The, Frankenstein's and now, monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so... So you're just like, well, what did you kind of expect? You know? I know, I know. Yeah, the party scene, and she's like effortlessly weaving between the different, uh, the stoner realm mm-hmm. and the cool clique. It's kind of that like nouveau riche and... thing, right? It's like the person that kind of like didn't really have anything, suddenly gets very rich, starts acting like a complete dickhead, you know? Right, they're like, I'm trying this on. You yeah, know? exactly. I can do this. Yeah. I can be a dick. I'm good at this. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, Brittany. I mean, this this last viewing, and there's something about her eyes and her in, her innocence. Yeah, and and it just makes it even sadder that you know the actress passed away. And... Yeah, because she she Ugh. really should have been, um, like just monstrous, like her yeah. career. You know, know, it really she really she really should have been so huge, and it just sucks that you know she was one of those people. Uh, Taken advantage of by a weird, creepy man. Um, yeah. But, uh, Darn it. yeah, just making her just, you know, make really weird decisions and, yeah, yeah. and obviously, you know, the substance abuse and, um, right. Yeah. It's just unfortunate because I remember being so thrilled because obviously I loved her so much. I thought she was so good and she did so many things that I loved too. It was like, you know, went from Clueless to, uh, you know, uh, Girl Interrupted and Drop Dead Gorgeous. And like, you know, and I remember when the Girl Interrupted thing happened and I was like, oh, this is her moment. Like, this is yeah. like really so where people, threshold. yeah, people are going to like really take notice after this. Yeah. Um, and they did. And then, you know, she gets Don't Say a Word. And then that was, she's 
catapulted into like mega stardom you know that's when people were like oh this is like the next it girl and it just kind of quickly crashes and burns after that you know Mm. she she gets like uptown girls and just married and kind of these like goofy movies that like honestly bombed you know uh they just weren't the box office successes that people were hoping hoping for and yeah. they, they just, they were okay. They weren't that great, you know? Yeah. And so... They didn't transcend yeah. the genre or do anything yeah. new enough. Yeah. And it was just enough. kind of like, well, why did you go this route? Yes, she's funny, but it's like, we just came off of like two incredible dramatic performances. Like, do one of these little silly things. And then like, where's like, where's, you know, the real... The gravitas. Yeah, you know? Yeah, and, show us that you can, you know. Yeah. You know that so, you can. Yeah. I know. And who... I mean, you know that world way better than me. I mean, there are a lot of people in your ear, or, mm-hmm. you know, or you're trying to, like, show that you can, you know, because I think people don't want to get stuck doing a thing, but then yeah. it's like, then you almost get stuck doing a thing by running away from the thing that you're trying not to get stuck in. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, Yeah. It's 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 hard um, because there are so many people like, no, you got to do this. And even, even your reps, you know, like, I know that it, it can be, a thing of like sometimes there's that thing where like well this is paying this much you know and it's just like but right is that really gonna move the needle is mm-hmm. that gonna like this is probably just gonna be a movie that no one talks about you know yeah. in a few years so right like is it worth it and <laughs> yeah and it's, <laughs> it's kind of so hard to know too i mean obviously you're like hard. okay this director or this cast well, or, I mean, or whatever case in point of how hard it is and how you think you could be making the right choices and it could absolutely not be is alicia silverstone like she is really (laughs) like the perfect example of that failing epically because you know she gets clueless she signs a three picture deal and what the the main one that i think was everyone's like well surely this is going to be our our sure winner is Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. And it's the biggest flop of the year. And it's regarded as one of the worst movies. Yeah. I mean, it's a special place in my heart, but yeah. <laughs> the Iceman cometh. Uh, it's fun to kind of watch it. And, you know, yeah. it's very silly though. Right. And then the Joel Schumacher nipples, they were talk, so, still the talk of the town. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That movie was such a mess. I know. It's such a mess. <laughs> but um, I think it is probably something that like, People like kind of hate watch now, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, I just remember being like, or oh, have a few no. drinks and watch, yeah, you know, yeah, that's how, see the train wreck, right? <laughs> and I think that like the other, I think the excess baggage, I think I think people thought that was maybe going to be like this like fun kind of edgy thing, and it was just right so bad, yeah, you know, and then blast from the past. Sounded probably great on paper, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> How did this not be perfect? Yeah. I mean, this is like the script. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a fun one. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I, know, I like it, so but tough. it was like, oh, these were like such, and that's the thing. They weren't just like, oh, well, this was good and just like not enough people saw it. It was like they were just such major bombs in right. every aspect. It just was like critically. Yeah. <laughs> like financially just bombs yeah, let's and I sweep felt that so one under the rug kind of thing yeah, yeah it felt yeah. so bad for her that like <sighs> it's just and and in the 90s you could not recover from that yeah now you can like okay. i think that now well, what you do you just think get was the major difference um it really was so based off of box office success back then so if mm. you were proven to not be one your yeah. opportunities are gone 
you just you had three they all now it, we're not looking None at like, yeah You're now done. we're looking at you it's your fault like yeah <laughs> so okay so yeah why weren't people in the seats mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah even though they were tired of it or they didn't yeah. really want a sequel to batman forever yeah. or, or a million other reasons that had nothing or just to do with like, her or just, it was bad it was fucking it's bad. a bad movie yeah, yeah. it's not her fault it's not her fault but I mean, she was fun as poison ivy yeah but you know it, it gets it gets thrown at that that's the star back then it did yeah you know. right okay that's interesting yeah whereas now like speaking of killers of the flower moon again mm-hmm. this is actually killers of the flower moon podcast yeah. <laughs> even though i haven't seen the movie <laughs> uh you know apple ponied up 200 million this is obviously another era we have the streamers mm-hmm. are all competitive are all competing now and they didn't even care about box office for that one right. you know they just wanted they to knew compete with it it was going to you know yeah you got scorsese you yeah. got leo you know we're mm-hmm. fine um, and Apple's kind of like, I don't, we don't, do we really care about the 200 million? I mean, go ahead, Martin, you know, do yeah. your thing. Well, that's what happens when you're also like a phone company or like, you know, you're like a phone company. A tech, yeah. You're, you're like a, a tech company. <laughs> you're just like making billions of dollars anyways. It's I know. Like, this is like a tax write-off for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, they don't care. Exactly. I mean, good for, I'm good for uh, Scorsese. I mean, I'm happy that it was Scorsese and you know, he's 80 now. Yeah. And, you know, still getting a chance to play at this level mm-hmm. but yeah it is so different now versus the 90s it's crazy how much has changed yeah you know the streamers and even in the last few years and that's why with the strikes um which i'm so glad we're through oh i know god. you are as well yes it was oh my god. truly an awful time like truly. the worst i know it was like the pandemic and then we're finally getting out of that and then the the the, the, the movie demic you know yeah like yeah. strikes and strike and like not just one union and then and I feel like we're we're picking up now right Des <laughs> we're gonna get out of this <laughs> we're, we're picking up as I'm like my Yahtzee's coming um but like <laughs> uh, yeah shit oh, but yeah man. we are picking up everyone's though. striking yeah you know <laughs> yeah and even just this town it's it's such a now it's such a movie town and you know I work I work at a hotel and it was business sucked mm-hmm. you know it's like. Well, yeah, you realize how much this city is built around the entertainment industry. Right. And if if this isn't running, then no one's buying anything and no one's going to bars and no one's going to restaurants and Yeah, they're not they're not coming out to spend money at a yeah. bar at, you know that I work at and, yeah. and or whatever and uh, Yeah, exactly. no, for sure. It's like a fishing town where mm-hmm. the, the the river dries yeah. up. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's kind of a, a trickle, and the beginning of the year is always kind of slow here and weird, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big one. Yeah, yes, I feel it. I feel it too. I feel it. All right, well then, cast number four on the IMDb cast in credit order is mm-hmm. Paul Rudd. Yes. Now, obviously, you know, I think of of the uh, of the list of cast in Clueless, like this guy has just yeah, he's the. Now, this he's was his the... first movie. Was this his first movie? I, I think that's what they said. He was in a show, but yeah, and he was reading for everybody too. Mm-hmm. He was reading around, but how good is Josh? I mean, I mean, you know, he's just amazing, and I think that also he's such a, I think, not typical choice mm. for the lead romantic interest because, like, obviously, we all think that Paul Rudd is hot, you know, like, and he yes. is. But he's not, like, he's not necessarily that kind of hot that you would, like, cast as, like, as, like, a, a, a like, back then. Right. He's know? not your typical hunk, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He's a handsome dude. Extremely so. But, yeah. like, in such a, 
like approachable way. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just like and that reads in in, in the piece, and I feel yeah. like he's he's the older, cooler, knows more. Yeah, because um, even like obviously like she she even doesn't even see it, and then like when she's thinking right. about, it, she's like. Well, he is kind of a Baldwin. Well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, right. Yeah, he's fucking hot, you know? But yeah, and it, I like how it really clicks mid-movie. Like, yeah, because it really, cool his attractiveness dynamic. isn't really something that, like, necessarily, like, punches you right in the face. Like, right. it's something that you are kind of like, wait. He's drinking OJ like, out of the fridge, yeah, you know? He's wearing yeah. the flannels. Yeah, it is something She's kind like, of poking wait. fun at him. Yeah. He's out of touch. Yeah, exactly. With the, he's a fucking nerd. And he's a nerd, yeah. Reading Nietzsche. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, the existential references are amazing. I was dead at that. Yeah, Um, me too. uh, But yeah, like, you know, so it it was perfect. It was was a perfect casting choice. Because if you make him too hot, it it really doesn't make sense. Yeah, why wasn't she awake to his hotness? Yeah. It's not just who's this gorgeous guy strutting around the house. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, they kind of taper it down a little. But then he's like the cool guy. And I think Paul Rudd is, is... that yeah you just want to hang out with him yeah in everything Mm -hmm. that he's in because he's Um, like goofy but yeah he is he's cool and like yeah and funny and smart and you're just like oh yeah he's he's kind of like when it comes down to it he's like the perfect guy really he's the perfect guy yeah yeah he's on my wall i got a ghostbusters afterlife (laughs) picture here and i mean does he look the same or not i mean no what the hell it's insane what is this diet i need to know it i know does he sleep in olive oil? <laughs> like, what's what's the deal? Yeah, no, and I think he's nailed that guy that you just love, and he's a cool guy you want to ha- you want to have some beers with, mm-hmm. you know, you just want to chill with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm I got a crush on him, you know, as a straight man. I mean, I'm just like, hey, LeBro, let's have a bromance, you know, <laughs> exactly. not just because he's in all these properties that I love so much, but man, I'm so glad. I think he did this and um, Halloween Six in the same year. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, and he's a... and he's and he's Tommy in that, and uh, you know, breathing life into like, a classic kind character. Kind of juxtaposition there. Just like, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you're a big horror buff. You're a big Halloween yes. fan. Yes. Yes. Uh, we'll probably do Scream on your next Andy Plex outing. That'll, I can't wait. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm a big fan. That's one I really grew up with too. But mm-hmm. honestly, I'm getting really to rediscover this movie through your eyes because i did like it coming up i did watch the show i really i probably have seen every episode of the fucking yeah, show yeah um but getting to see it now and then like you said looking at it through the lens of 30 years later and you're like paul rudd i mean he was always a star you know right he was always big right but this was his, this was his genesis yeah. you know yeah which is wild um and yeah man it's so perfect and i guess that does kind of become you know we were saying how this movie doesn't have one major conflict or like arc thrust but I think one of the bigger ones is, oh my God, this guy right under my nose mm-hmm. is the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and here I am looking everywhere else. I'm looking for something else. And then I realized that the person that I just want to hang out with, sit at the couch with, yeah. drink OJ with, yeah. is the guy. Yeah. And that really, really and comes it, through. And it was done so like subtly too, mm. where, you know, you, you see like little things, like you kind of notice like the way he like looks at her like that moment of jealousy when like Christian takes her out. And, and it was like this, it was a beautiful buildup, you know, where it's like, Oh, like, Oh wait, he's feeling something. She's completely oblivious. Um, and and then he's working on the, the legal papers. Yeah. (laughs) And he like looks up when she comes down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, wait a minute. (laughs) And then, and, and 
that you're wearing works. underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and then that ends up working so well to the point that we all just dismiss this as their stepbrother. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. It's, it's just no, it's, I actually like, forgot. Yeah. And I'm like, and that, that it's her stepbrother yeah, and like, that she's 15. Yeah, I'm like, why is he in 15? the house though? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> this could be the recipe for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Yet they, they the, thread the needle so well. Yeah, exactly. And you don't think like, oh, this is creepy or weird. No, yeah. there was never that feeling at all. Like it, yeah. the chemistry was so good um, that it's something that I didn't even think about until I was like a little bit older. I was like, wait. This could have been. This is kind of a little bit strange, but like, yeah, you know, I'm like, how old is he? Yeah, how old is he? Is this stepbrother? Yeah, hmm. I mean, eh, it works. Yeah, no, but again, the movie just—it does such a good job of it. It doesn't feel weird or creepy, or yeah. you know, it, it does. You don't even you don't even go there, but yeah, like forgot he was the stepbrother until this last viewing because it's just yeah, it's so subtly yeah. woven, like you said, exactly. And, oh my and, god, and yeah, because like because they're also you know, and this is just the way uh movies are obviously like the like the the 15 year olds in movies are not what 15 year olds are in real life you know it's just like these people were these were college (laughs) yeah they're college college students you know um so you're like not thinking about that and it took me a long time to even realize how young they were it's that moment where um ty is like kind of first introduced and she uh, meets Travis for the first time and she like mentions him and kind of like the fact that he like offered her essentially like to smoke you know oh yeah and yeah, yeah. and Cher and Cher goes like Ty how old are you she's like I'll be 16 in May and then Cher goes well my birthday's in April and I was like and then I was like wait they're not 16 yet like, yeah. <laughs> like they're 15 the I know yeah, as an older person, I think I need to say, and she's like, I'm a yeah. month older than you, therefore yeah, yeah. I exactly. have the right to, like, tell you how to live yeah, or whatever. Exactly. That was so funny. It's hilarious. That was so great. Yeah, and those moments really, really pop out, because you kind of forget, even though it's high school and whatnot, that you're dealing with really young, because they have this mm-hmm. kind of, like, adult yeah, way about them where they carry themselves and they have the routines, and, oh, man, they're, like, little, they are adults that are, like, stuck in these kind of child's body yeah you know and but then you realize that it's called clueless it's about people that are just starting out it is coming mm-hmm. of age but yeah the movie does such a good job of making you forget that element yeah oh my god it's so it's good <laughs> and then we got so we got donald Faison. we talked about him murray also yes. carried on uh into the show he's great yes. and then he went to be on scrubs yeah a really good run on that yeah. show yeah his career really um I would say, like, kind of took off later. Yeah. You know? Like, it, it yeah. kind of, like, lulled for a bit. And then, yeah, he gets Scrubs and it's like... Boom. Now he's, yeah, now he's Donald Faison, you know? It's like... Yeah. Scrubs is so good. Yeah. I mean, that show was amazing. So good. Yeah. And he's <laughs> so funny on it. Yeah. But, yeah, he's so great as the boyfriend uh, to Dion. And, um, yeah, I love that he's got the braces. Yes. And, the uh, braces were great. The braces make it <laughs> for me. Oh, my God. What are some of your favorite... Um, phase on moments here in this one murray I moments mean, obviously the freeway scene is oh. just like iconic and probably one of the reasons why i was so afraid to drive on the freeway when i first started driving because i i was like yeah that no this is i was like this is gonna be me like i, I was yeah. like I, and, and that whole moment it's just such a teenage moment <laughs> it's so good yeah it's just such a brilliant scene for so many reasons because it's just so real i think we've all had that moment on the freeway of just like 
being overwhelmed. Oh my god, and, this like, is horrifying. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm so, so glad you said that. I <laughs> was so scared, and this this watching it yesterday. That reminded me of how scared I was during Driver's Ed. Yes. And I feel like I feel like only most like ninety percent of the people were like, I can't wait to drive, I can't wait to drive. And yes, I couldn't, but then I was also physically terrified of it. Yes. So that was terrifying. the exact same. Was oh my god. Same. I was like sweating during that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like... horrifying. <laughs> With the truck. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Turning around just screaming. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. It's yeah, I was so like, good. I know they don't get hurt here, and I don't remember them getting into an accident or anything, but like, I'm terrified. Yeah, I mean, if you know, I think we would get drivers, we get pulled out during a different class every week, so you wouldn't miss, so you'd miss English, yeah. to do the driving thing, and then you'd miss, and I would start sweating like three periods before. Oh yeah, I was like three more periods till I drive. Yeah, and I dreaded it. Oh, and one of my best same. friends, Guy Stewart, um, shout out to Guy Stewart, he lives in Maryland now with his wife and two kids. He and I were like so neurotic together. Like, if one of us was kind of a rock, I think it would have been better. Yeah. But we were both so yeah. nervous. We're like, maybe, maybe I, I'm a little sick to my stomach today. I don't think I can do the driving thing. And we're like trying to like get out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll never forget the very first time I went out. It was the Interstate 95 and getting on the on ramp and pulling onto the. Honestly, flashbacks from that scene yesterday oh, yeah. during the scene. Yeah. I was so scared. Same. Big trucks coming out of nowhere. You can feel the the weight of of cars blowing by you as yes. you're on the on ramp. It's like shaking yes. your car. Oh my god! I was like, oh. anyway, I'm so glad that uh, you and I were like similar on that. Yeah, it seemed like I wrote it was like, oh my god, I can't wait to drive. But I'm like, am I the only one that actually realizes how fucking dangerous this is yeah, and how no, scary this is? It was terrifying. I you just get thrown into it. Just thrown in, and I remember, uh, I my my driving teacher she. She was actually fucking amazing and the perfect person for me uh-huh. because she she was just like throwing me into shit. And you kind of have to do that with me, otherwise I'm just gonna kind of like always yeah. try to avoid it. Absolutely. And over getting yeah, your head about it, exactly. dreading it. So yeah. she would be it's like, all right. She'd be like, All right, turn here. And I'd be like, that's kidding. On the freeway. She's like, Yep. <laughs> You're like, all right, well, and she's like, doing get this. on, get on right now, and I was like, oh god, and you oh, know, and god. I remember like she made me parallel park on like Sepulveda. Oh my god, like the busiest oh fucking street on earth, and she did that shit on purpose. God, and she legitimately was like, all right, parallel park, and I was like, there's like a no. million cars behind me, and she was like, I know. <laughs> oh Jesus. And I swear it's like trial by fire. Yeah, I swear it's like one of the reasons why like she made me a good driver, like legitimately, because she just like threw my ass into situations that were like scary and uncomfortable, and and then got me to realize it's like all right, yeah, I just pissed off a lot of people right now, but nothing's really ever going to seem that bad after this, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. So, after that, it's right. You kind of yeah. go for the the Mount Everest of parallel <laughs> yeah, park jobs yeah, exactly. and then everything else is chill. Yeah. Yeah, that's genius. I mean, I learned how to parallel park in a very slow, Delaware, sleepy <laughs> street on like some suburban area and it still was like, uh, it was like white knuckle and there was like one guy behind me and I'm like, he's going to murder us. Yeah, right. Jesus. All right. Then we got uh, Eliza Donovan. As yes. Amber, and I think she did a great job. I really do. She was great. She was a great Amber. Um, yeah. You know, obviously bitter about Sarah Michelle Gellar, but like yeah, she I didn't was, know that. But she was fantastic. Yeah, you know? she crushed it. Um, also on the somebody, show, and somebody that like I, 
expected to have more of a career. And then she yeah. really just, she does the show. She does one movie after that that was a TV movie on E! Network. And then I never saw her again. Jesus. <laughs> and Sucks. I was like, what the fuck happened here? Um, Man. Yeah. So, so rough. I know. I think it's so tough, especially with like kid actors, you know. You grow up a little bit, and then you're like, not the kid anymore. Yeah. It's so hard to cross that threshold. Only it a is. few people have. It is. And I think that, like... That's why I've been waiting. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm about to make my move. Exactly. I exactly. would wait up that period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, I don't know, there's something... I feel like it's harder nowadays to just disappear like that. I feel like there's so much content that you're gonna... Yeah. End up somewhere. If you've got something like major under your belt, I think it's really hard to to just stop working. Unless now. you want to. Unless you want to, yeah. Right. But back then it was a lot easier for people to just fall through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That stinks. Yeah. Well hopefully she's happy wherever she is. Yeah. Then we got Brecken Meyer as yes. Travis. And my God, I I always remember him in Road Trip and then I forgot he was in this. Yeah. This is like proto road trip Brecken yeah. Meyer. Also, like half of these people are in Can't Hardly Wait as well. Can't Hardly Wait, right. Yeah, which was 98, Eight, 99. Yes. Okay, so three years later. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to rewatch that one. Oh. It's been a long time. It's so good. It's yeah, I love so it. Good. It's, it's, uh, I was, I yeah, Brecken, Brecken was another one that, like, you don't really notice how cute he is. It, like, takes yeah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I remember He's always so thinking he was so cute. He's Even, so lovable. Yeah. Like, yeah. they were just like, oh, you can't date him. He's like a stoner loser. Like, it's just like, I was like, wait, he's cute, though. But he's <laughs> really cool. And he's got really good weed. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he gives it away. Yeah. Jeremy Sisto as Elton. Jeremy um, Sisto. He's such an interesting guy. Because, like, he's... So... <laughs> this is going to sound bad. I, like, was kind of bummed that Cher didn't want him. Like... <laughs> I know. I was like, he's fucking hot. I, I know, he's cool. It's like, he like sexually assaults her, but I was like, but <laughs> I remember like not understanding. I was like, I don't get it. He's fucking hot as shit. And it's been very clear the whole time that he's like so into you. Like, Yeah, yeah. It kind of built it up as he's the going to be the, the guy. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. Maybe it's a red herring you know, yeah. for the Paul, Paul Rudd stuff later. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just like, you know, but I remember watching him younger and be like, go for him. He's hot. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah you and him belong together. And the sure. second the second you force him to drive away and leave you there, you're going to get mugged at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of the, the world's way of being like, this good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you Meanwhile, she would have been fucking terrible to her, probably. Yeah, probably, He's like yeah. those guys that are like only nice to you when they like want you and then once they have you, they're just fucking awful. Like, like he you. was yeah. absolutely you're my, that. Yeah, he was absolutely possession. that guy. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Your trophy. Um, and then we got Dan Hedaya, I think I'm saying it right, yes. is the dad, Mel Horowitz. And yes. I want to I want to stop and talk about him for a second. Because he's brilliant in he's this movie. He's brilliant. <laughs> and this go, I was terrified of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I wasn't in the past. Oh, no, I always was. He's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the scene with, like, where, like where Ty you. comes to dinner. Yeah. And she's obviously scared of him. I was like, yeah. yeah. Your dad's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's that brutal, protective, um, paternal, you know. Yeah. Like he does love her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it, he absolutely loves her. But I love also just, like, because he's a lawyer, like, that, like, kind of uh, ethically, like, 
Yeah. You know, how do we milk the system? Yeah, because even when he finds out that she just manipulated her way into like to A's, the grades, yeah, like he's proud of her as fuck. Like, he's like, ah! I'm more, no. He even says he's like, I think I'm more proud of you. I think it was something like, I'm more proud of you than if you'd gotten them on your own. Yeah, exactly. Or gotten them naturally or whatever. I could be happier than if they were based on real grades. That's it. Based on real grades. (laughs) Yeah, so she's kind of like, she's gotten that kind of how do I work the system element. Yeah. And then she's wheeling and dealing, you know, trying to get the, the... the teacher hooked up with another yeah. teacher so that he'll be nicer and, and give her better also, grades. Like, he also has like this line that of course like as a kid it like slightly uh you know went over my head and then it was like into my like teens that I was like this line is hilarious. Uh but it's when he meets Christian for the first time and you know and Christian's just such a ridiculous fucking person. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like What's with you, Justin kid? Justin Walker. Yeah. yeah, he's like, what's with you, kid? You think the death of Sammy Davis left an opening in the rap pack? Yeah. It's like so fucking good. So like, perfect. It's such a good line. I know, like totally nailed it. <laughs> yeah, this guy is so retro. And then, you know, later you get to see that he's yeah. into James Dean. He's into the 50s. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's like... He's a cinephile. The, also, a, another thing, didn't get it until my teens. Because that's when I really was like, I always loved classic films. But, like, I was, like, heavily watching them in my teens. And, uh... Nice. And so, when he busts out with Spartacus, I was like... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she mispronounces it? Yes, yeah, Sporadicus. Sporadicus. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the word is sporadic. Sporadicus. <laughs> and I was just, like... It, even, like, as a teen, I was like, oh, he's gay. Yeah, like, that's a gay-ass movie for him to pull out. Fucking Tony Curtis, of course, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think the movie does such a good job, again, like a red herring, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it like, oh, this is the guy, you know, on paper, he's he's great. Yes, he turns out to be gay. But I think there is this element of like, the person that you don't think, Mm -hmm. right, the person underneath the surface and the movie really, it explores kind of the stereotypes or the, you know, the the jocks and the stoners, yeah. but there's more to people than that. You know, mm-hmm. that's just like the surface value. Yeah. And I think that's just another element of the movie doing that to you. Like, Oh, this is actually a guy with real problems. And maybe he's latched on to James Dean and latched onto these characters because I don't know. Well, it's just, I being think gay it's, coming up and I yeah, don't know. I think, I mean, I think it's also that thing where gay guys typically, um, I just, I don't know, in my experience, I've noticed that, like, and why I usually connect with gay men is that there is a love for, for classic film. You know, mm. it's like, gay guys will always know, like, a Betty Davis reference or, like, Joan Crawford, you know what I mean? And so it's right. like, <laughs> so him loving that era, it should have been a, <laughs> should have been a flag of, like, been a flag. hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, like, wanting to be, you know, those guys and, like, because it was such a you know, the cool classic sleek look, you know, yeah, that they right. had. And so, yeah, absolutely. The outfit plays up. Well, then whole, she's, she's definitely thing. the match for her with the fashion. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they connect on those elements. Absolutely. And then even after, I guess she, maybe she puts it together or, you know, and I don't even know if he necessarily, like, I think that he like knows he's gay, but I even think that there was like, which, you know, happens as like, like a young gay person. You're kind of like, well, maybe if I like met, like, someone that really like ticked all these boxes for me of the opposite sex you're kind of like well maybe and i think he is drawn to share because she is kind of like perfect you know and if you notice 
when gay guys date in high school and they date women, they're always perfect. Like those girls, mm. the girls that they dated in high school or before they like kind of like came to terms with the fact that they're gay are always the most perfect ass girls you will ever see in your life. They're <laughs> this like, ideal. Yeah. And the same thing, like I like every guy that I like had a crush on was like I don't know if people think my taste is weird, but I like in me, my eyes, they were like just like these perfect looking. I was like, well, yeah, like of course I'm gonna, you know, want this Ryan Phillippe looking man. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, because you're just thinking, like, well, if they look like this, it's like, no, bitch. Then that- <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really cool to, to, to hear your, your perspective on that. That's really awesome, yeah. actually. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot that he was gay until this last viewing, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." <laughs> um, and uh, oh, man, he's great. Yeah. Then we got uh, Wallace Shawn as Mr. Wendell. Oh yeah, he does such a good job. He's so good. He's like the hard ass teacher, but he's lovable. Yeah. And you know he um, he played a, a reoccurring role on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. One oh, of my, one nice. of my favorite shows. He plays a Ferengi <laughs> with the, the big ears. And yeah. The, you know, like hours of makeup in the chair. That's so funny. And he plays like the ultimate Ferengi, the Grand Nagus. And they're like, they're a commercial uh, species. They're all like based on e- economics. Yeah. You know, and uh, they're all about greed and profit. <laughs> and he, he does such a good job with this character. And it's such a 180 from, um, from the Grand Nagus as Mr. Hall. Mm-hmm. And then uh, pairing, pairing him up with... Uh, Let's see, Miss Toby Geist, played by Twink Kaplan. And she's actually a producer as well. Oh, nice. Which I didn't know until watching that that retrospective. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, And we talked about Justin Walker as Christian. He Mm -hmm. nails it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, those are kind of the major players. Yeah. And, uh, man, what a a just perfect cast. I mean... It's so... it's, It's just so well done. It's so well done. Yeah. It's so well done. It's a perfectly cast movie. It is. Heckling did a great job. And I, uh, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, it is. It's going to be 30 next year. Yeah. And it, and that's the thing. It's like, it really stands the test of time. Cause you know, does there, there are those movies that, you know, especially when kind of, when it comes to like, I think teen films, because they're so of that era, you know, whatever era they're in, um, that sometimes they can be like very dated, you know? Yeah. And this one, it's just. It, it just really, it's just never going to get old. It's like, no. you know, the way that, like, kids will continue to watch, like, The Breakfast Club and stuff like that. It's just, it's going to stand the test of time for sure. You know, and it, it has already. Yeah, absolutely. Breakfast Club was only 10 years prior. Yeah. It feels like so much longer. It but, does. <laughs> you know, those were such formative years for us. When, mm-hmm. You know, that was the year you were born, right? Yeah. 85? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I love this movie, Des, and... um I actually really want to watch it again really soon. And I definitely want to watch um, Fast Times. It'd be cool to like do a Fast Times Clueless Ooh, yeah, kind of that would be dual fun. analysis. Like, really kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like compare, contrast. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, there's characters that are echoes of characters in Fast Times. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brecken Meyer is kind of mm-hmm. the Spicoli. Right. The Sean Penn. Right. But it isn't Spicoli. But, but, it's, but there's like, there's you know, those elements. That, yeah, you know, like hints of it. There's like hints little, of it, yeah. Yeah. No, and Heckling was like, am I just doing the same thing again? I'm like, no, no it's they're totally so different. different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's she's a master at that, you know, slice of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two are just such big accolades yeah. on, her, on her belt for that. And yeah. they're both masterpieces. Absolutely. Yeah, and she's a, she's a beast, man. Yeah. Heckling. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, this movie kicks ass. Directed by a lady about the main characters of ladies. It's it's awesome. And, the, and that's also the thing. You know, it's when you have a, a woman written, directed film about women, it's just going to have such a special touch because it's yeah. it's going to feel so real, mm-hmm. you know? It does. It's it's always very. It's not like obvious. you said a guy making something that he doesn't know about. Yeah, it's know. always very. It's usually pretty glaringly obvious when a man has written and directed a film that is like mainly about women. Yeah. Because they just will end up doing something. You're like, what? Right. Like, <laughs> like, this doesn't. You're like, why did she do that? Like, it's just there's always it's a projection. Of yeah, there's it. always something that the woman will do that you're like, I don't get it, but okay. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And there's just really none of that in this. Like, it, you just like that's why she's like so extremely. Her and Dion and Ty are so relatable. On so many different levels, you know, and, and there was nothing that they did that I was confused by, Mm. you know, and, and that's, that's really like, you, you just, you need that, you need that so much. Right. That realism really comes across, especially Mm -hmm. about making you love them, even though they've, they're like, they're kind of myopic or whatever, Mm -hmm. vapid or, um, but yeah, anyway, it's, it's really a special piece and. Thanks for wanting to do it. Yeah, thank this you. This is great. Thank you. This is awesome. Cool. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to say about Clueless before we um, move into your journey? Uh, I don't think so. I think we got it all out. We got it there? Yeah. All right, Clueless 1995. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie, then listen to the podcast again. It's on Paramount Plus. <laughs> oh, it's on Paramount. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Check it out on Paramount Plus. And uh, what a masterpiece. Clueless.